You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, they've done it. They've made the finals. Uh, we're both a little bit red-faced because none of us saw this ha- uh, happening at the start of the year. And even when Robert Shaw said, you know, it was possible, um, we thought it would be a development year. And yeah, we are developing, but we also are in the finals. Yeah. What a year, mate. It's uh, yeah, having your cake and eating it. So, uh, uh, you know, Rob Shaw called it and, uh, and so it's come to pass. So um, well done, Shory, for keeping the faith. I think, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, been pretty widely publicised now that um, no one really gave us a shot to, uh, to make finals or, or even get close to that mark. Um, but in saying that, I don't think most of us Sessman fans um, had faith that we'd get there. I mean, given the, like where we were at September, October last year, uh, blokes walking out of the club, um, how we'd actually gone on the field that year. Um, like there was a sense of dread and you thought, all right, if things are going to be on the up, uh, it'll be a slow, slow build. But um, nah, props to the players, props to the coaches. Um, they've done absolutely outstanding. Uh, Adrian Dodoro, um, you know, again, he was given a, a pretty rough hand to work with, but geez, he made it work, mate. And, and here we are. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job, uh, Adrian Dodoro. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, when you get three first round uh, draft picks or top 10 draft picks, um, you know, you kind of know it's hard to fail on that. You should draft good players at that stage, but you don't expect the kind of impact that they've had. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nick, Nick Cox and Archie Perkins have both played 20 games of footy this year uh, and senior level after not playing a single game last year, which is amazing when you think about it, yep. um, in their you know, junior year. Um, and also, you know, Zach Reed, he's a player of the future. Uh, obviously, you know, he got injured, and um, but there's a lot of promise around him too, which is another key position player. Uh, you know, which, uh, is, you know, he's been told he's, he's just as talented as those other two boys I just mentioned. So yeah, some, some people are even saying he's, he's the best of the lot. Yeah, well, that's right. But he'll take a little bit longer because of his, you know, uh, position, and also, you know, he needs an extra few kilos on that frame. But skill-wise, uh, yeah, that's right. He's, his leg's supposed to be lethal, so um, you know, he's going to be a great addition in the coming years. Um, also, just some news, mate. Just uh, we'll quickly go over. Um, Harrison Jones uh, said to be, you know, almost fit for. Selection this uh, week. Um, the clubs come out today and they've made a decision, and they're going to put Harrison into surgery. Um, uh, they want to get that foot looked at and, and operated on, and they still feel he'll be ready to return first day of preseason if they do that. So uh, they're playing the long game with Harrison. Yeah, that's a oh, it's that's a shrewd move, mate. Um, because what you wouldn't want to do is uh, put him in half baked. Um, where he wouldn't be able to make much of an impact and then be on the back foot for the uh, for the preseason. So, yeah, shrewd move by the by the club. Um, so, obviously, putting uh, Harrison, uh, his long-term interests, um, you know, in the forefront there, I'm sure he'd love to be out there and uh, having a chance to kick, kick some goals for us in finals footy. But I think long-term, this is definitely the right call. Uh, so, 
um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. I hope hope you recover soon, uh, Harry. But uh, definitely looking forward to what you can bring next year because you've certainly had a, an excellent year this one. Yeah, that's right. He kicked twenty goals this year, which is you know very good effort. Um, you know, he didn't get to play any footy last year. Basically, he got injured and mm. missed a chunk of the year. So again, he was another one of those young players after not playing any footy uh, had a real impact uh, in the development year for him. Um, now. Michael Hurley, last week, mate, we reported that he was uh, set to retire, actually. Um, mm. yeah, that was the mail coming out. Uh, he's now come out and said that he will play in 2022. Uh, you know, he's uh, got to have some hip surgery, but um, he feels that yeah, he can still offer something to the club. And I think it's a great uh, get for us, mate, because, you know, losing Hooker, who has announced his retirement officially, um, yeah, we're still a very young side. Our oldest player on the weekend, mate, was Dyson Heppel at 29, mm. um, which is amazing when you think about it. Um, yeah, your oldest player being 29 uh, going round. Um, and then you've got uh, Dylan Shield and Dev Smith who are 28. So they were a very young team. Um, so Michael Hurley being 31. Uh, if you can get back out on the park, mate, which would be great to see next year, uh, he'll be... You know, he'll add that bit of leadership. And to be a, to be quite frank, it would be great to see Hurls, um, you know, this is a long way in advance. It would be great to see Hurls play some winning finals, um, you know, potentially next year. So, um, yeah, wouldn't it be great to see Hurls go out that way? Absolutely, mate. Um, but I think even uh, like without playing, like he's, he's shown his, uh, his value to the club as a uh, real leader and mentor. Um, like you heard Kane Baldwin talk about, you know, who's been the the people who've been, you know, putting their arms around you and guiding you around the club. And uh, Michael Hurley is one of the names that um, that popped up there. So he's obviously um, making his impact felt there, um, making sure everyone gets the benefit of his, his experience. Uh, so going around again, look, um, personally, I, I'm not sure he'll get a full season in. I've, I think, uh, you know, ideally, you know, we get his body right um, to play. Um, I wouldn't expect him to play every game, though. Um, but, um, yeah, certainly his, uh, his value as a player, as a leader, um, and as a almost a sort of cultural icon of the club, um, yeah, it can't be understated. So, um, yeah, let's hope we, we gather around him. Uh, he rests up and recovers well and, um, is able to hit 2022 with renewed vigour um, and ideally, um, yeah, he's one of those players that helps us storm into finals, mate. Exactly. Um, other news coming to hand, mate. The Essendon versus Western Bulldogs game in Tasmania sold out. Um, yeah, so uh, the football club just mentioned our, our elimination final is sold out during the club member pre-sale today and there'll be no general public on sale uh, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So should any further tickets become available, we'll let you know. But as of this stage, every single seat on standing room area has been sold out. Gee, that's <laughs> So uh, we know how many fans came out from uh, when we played Hawthorne down there not long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to envision that it's going to be a pro Western crowd on Sunday. Absolutely, mate. And that's just fantastic to hear. I mean, like the like the game was only scheduled 
uh, as of yesterday. So for it to sell out already, uh, that's a huge effort from all the Tassie supporters down there. So well done. And, um, you know, that's, it's proof to the pudding that, uh, you know, Tasmania yeah, is a footy mad state. Um, and, you know, if they did have their own team, there'd be more than enough backers um, you know, to support that side, uh, but be that as it may, I, I really hope the uh, Tasmanians get around uh, both games of the footy um, uh, this week because, you know, I, I don't really see finals happening down in Tassie uh, on a regular occasion. So, um, no, you've got to lap it up while you can. Yeah, and, you know, isn't it fantastic that, um, you know, the, there was a movie, right, Field of Dreams, mm. um, <laughs> and there was a saying of, uh, you know, the famous quote from that film is, if you build it, they will come. And um, I think Adrian Dodoro could take something out of that. Um, <laughs> with uh, 81,000 uh, members this year, which is fantastic, you know, considering, again, we're in another pandemic year, um, 81,000 members. Uh, and you think, right, there would have been a, a few members this year would have thought, you know, oh, we can't go to the footy, I'm not going to be a member. Mm-hmm. If we get somehow some COVID normal, um, you know, life next year where we can all attend games and so forth, I can see that number rising rapidly, mm. uh, especially with the promise of, you know, what the fans have seen this year. Absolutely, mate. And you also got to reflect that, like, again, looking from where we were last year, I know personally I felt, um, like, pretty disappointed uh, from a fan perspective, um, at where the club was heading, the direction and everything like that. Like on field, we're a bit of a shambles. Off field, uh, almost even worse. And, um, you know, that we would have lost a lot of um, members that, um, you know, weren't sure where the club was heading. Uh, but in the course of, you know, eight months, mate, um, they've really turned the, the ship around. You can see so much hope coming out of the club. And that was from very early on. Like that was... Uh, from when Paul Brasher uh, gave his speech when he came in as club president, um, you know, at the start of the season when Truck was, uh, you know, speaking speaking to the players, speaking to the media about uh, where he sees the club, like uh, reconnecting with the club's history, and um, you know, more recently we've sort of seen the storylines of uh, that shift in the um, in the culture at the Essendon Football Club, where the players no longer played at Essendon. They played for Essendon, uh, and I think as a fan, uh, you look at the uh, the game style we've been able to produce. Like, yes, at times we've been outclassed and been blown out of the water, but uh, I tell you, mate, uh, each and every single game I've watched this year, never once have I questioned the effort of the boys on the park. Um, yes, it's the execution, um, our delivery inside forward fifty, our ability to hold a tackle, but I've never questioned their effort. Um, and so that blue-collar, workman-like uh, mentality that track wanted to bring in, um, I'd say that's a massive tick on that, which I think has shown the um, shown the fans that come along for this journey because um, the boys are committed to it. Um, and to have, as you say, mate, like 81,000 members, nearly 82, um, in a year where, yeah, most people were predicting us to finish bottom four, um, is just a fantastic, um, you know, reflection of where the clubs come in the last, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten months or so. 
Yeah, and when you add to that, mate, um, I think we're the third or fourth highest scoring team for the year. Um, and that was a problem for us last year. We just couldn't get mm. any score on the board. Yeah. So that's a dramatic turn. Um, you know, so we're really enjoyable side. Yeah, we've been scored probably against a bit too easily, you know, compared to some of the other top four teams. Um, you know, or top eight teams actually. But um, that has improved the last, you know, seven or eight weeks, especially. I know um, around the mid half, we're you know very easily scoring against. But um, I think that's changed. Uh, you know, you know, just for the record, we uh, finished eleven wins, eleven losses, uh, which yeah, even split. Um, but then we scored nineteen hundred and fifty-three points for the year, and uh, we've had seventeen hundred and ninety scored against um and just to give you some context if you look at melbourne who are the top team uh they've scored 1888 so you know we've actually scored more than melbourne but the difference there is quite stark in the points against uh 1443 as opposed to 1790 so you can see that's a that's the big gap mm. um but Having said that, uh, we certainly improved that, as I said, and um, I think that you know, as we get more continuity into this group, um, you know, I think you know, the sky's the limit for us. Absolutely, mate. All right, well, why don't we get into the game, mate? Um, we knew before the game commenced that we were playing finals, which was a nice luxury to have. Basically, yeah. most of the results had gone our way, and. Um, we were wondering, would they make a, you know, any, you know, would they play with their form in a little way and, you know, maybe give a send-off game to Kale Hooker, even though he wasn't named or, you know, would they play some, uh, you know, if there was anyone carrying a little bit of a sore spot, would they rest them for next week? But they they went in as the named, um, you know, no real change from the week before. Um, and I think that's probably the right move, mate. I was, mm. Once you start playing structurally with the team, you yeah. um, and it was a real workmanlike performance, I thought. I, you know, I, I thought our class uh, was pretty good. I think um, we, we certainly, um, you know, looked a class above Collingwood. And, um, yeah, we, we just basically did what we needed to do to get that win. And, um, and we held pretty much the same lead at halftime for most of the game. Yeah, mate. Um, no, it was, it was a really good performance. And I think you're absolutely right, like, didn't want to play with the the structure, you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So um, I thought it was some good work there. And look, mate, we uh, we started the game very nicely, you know. When, when Draper sort of threw a boot at the loose footy after a throw in, which was marked by Francis, and Francis then kicked it over the top to Perkins' um, advantage, and he was able to pop through the goal, mate. Yeah, he kind of had to uh, show a clean. Uh... Clean to a clean uh, speed around the corner there because, uh, you know, he dribbled that through and mm. there was a bit of a score review. But, um, yeah, you could see clearly it was a goal. The goal it hit the goal umpire, and that's where the confusion from yeah. the umpire was. But, um, yeah, I thought he really thought his way through that, uh, Archie. And, yeah, he's another pl- player this year that's just, you know, been so impressive. Absolutely, mate. Showed a bit of composure, which was great to see. Uh, so the Pies then got a minor score before we got our next shot on goal when Cutler delivered a delicate pass to Smith, uh, who marked about 35, 40 metres out, I think, and uh, he went back and dogged it, mate. Yeah, uh, 
Dev's a very good set shot for goal generally. Um, and as I said, it was a nice delivery from Cutler, who, you know, again, you know, proved his worth again. Absolutely. Uh, we then got a next chance uh, when Wright flew for a huge grab. Uh, he dropped it, but Francis got the crumb. Uh, unfortunately, he hit the post. But soon after, Wright had another chance, taking a chess mark and kicking truly to register our third goal of the game. Yeah, and he, he really went hard at the contest. I think he got Sam Durham um, in the process of <laughs> friendly fire. Uh, thankfully, no uh, no harm done. But um, it's great to see Peter Wright throwing his body at contests because mm. that was the knock on him, mate. They were saying he's not aggressive enough at the footy. Yep. Um, and you can see he's just that confidence is starting to come to him. And I just think he's going to be a player that, yeah, he was so undervalued by the Suns, mm. and um, I'm sure when we first, when he first got to the club, his confidence was low. Yeah, but um, he just looks to be growing in front of us, mate. Which is pretty hard to say for a two on player. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Pies got another point through to Goey before uh, we took it down our end, and while our pressure was pretty frenetic, we just couldn't get a clean look. Uh, but when Francis kicked it to right near fifty, you thought. It was a chance, but uh, no, he missed a lot on that occasion. Uh, the Pies then finally got a goal uh, through Elliott um, and then got their second almost immediately afterwards when uh, Cameron marked and uh, turned around to kick the goal. Uh, we steadied, though, when Perkins kicked it inside 50 to the advantage of Waterman, who took the mark, and he went back to kick it, mate. Yeah, it was a really a classy mark. I thought, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't a regulation mark for sure. Like, Bit and of a finger tipper. Yeah, it was, and uh, the sun looked like it was in the player's eyes as well mm. um, down that end. Yep. So uh, yeah, really classy mark, and as you say, went back and surely kicked it. Then the uh, pies hit back uh, when Laverde collected Dacos high, and the three was paid, and Dacos kicked it through. Uh, we then got a minor score through Smith before Waterman got paid two 50-metre penalties against him in a row because uh, he kept coming around from the back uh, onto the mark. And in the end, Dugowie kicked an easy goal. Yeah, with that one, uh, you know uh, you can learn on the job. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it happened in round 23. Um, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that was a final, mate. So... Mm. Um, I think that during the week, um, Alec Waterman will never do that again. I think, uh, you know, as I said, it's much better to learn when the game didn't really, uh, you know, have any major consequences. Um, and I think he's very clear on that rule now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, pretty happy to see, like, obviously Collingwood, uh, you know, they didn't have a huge interest in the game. Um, so none of the Collingwood boys went over and... Uh, had a chirp in his ear. And equally, now the Essendon guys, uh, you know, had to say anything. He, he knew he stuffed up. Um, so, uh, thankfully, he didn't get uh, yeah, get too many ear drubbings there. But, um, look, we ended up pegging it back when Smith uh, drew a defender and released Redmond uh, with a bit of a rough handball, you'd have to say. But Redmond was good enough to gather it and uh, and slot through the goal, mate. Yeah, a, what a take by... Um... Redmond, because it looked like the ball was going to pass him. Mm. Somehow, just like he actually yeah, kept the ball in front of him, just scooped it up wonderfully. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, 
amazing and a great game. And yeah, I just felt that was really classy how he you know, kept that control of that ball because it was bobbling around a bit. And mm. um, if it done a, like a bit of a leg break on him, you know, he might have you know, not uh, collected the footy, but you know, he was smart enough to just gather it calmly and ram it home. And uh, that's how we finished the quarter, mate. So we were six points up. Uh, five goals, two thirty-two to Collingwood's four goals, two twenty-six. Yeah, and um, while we looked the class above, I was a little bit concerned. Uh, you know, that especially how Collingwood had ended that term. I think mm. they've kicked. You know, basically, uh, I think they kicked four of the last six goals. So, um, you know, it was a little bit concerning. But, um, you know, not that the result counted towards us making the finals, just more, you know, you want to go into finals playing the right way. So, mm. um, you know, I was just hoping the boys weren't too disinterested in the game, but uh, all my fears were put aside in the second term. Yeah, mate. Uh, and again, we started well there. Like we saw Cutler get involved with a nice run down the wing, but unfortunately he had no one to kick to. And then uh, when Collingwood tried to kick it out of there through uh, Howe, Cutler took the intercept mark and delivered it beautifully to Waterman. And uh, Waterman, he owed us one, and he absolutely paid it back and kicked that one through. Uh, great to see him um, get a bit of retribution uh, back <laughs> after kicking that one. So, um, yeah, so it was good to start the uh, term on top again. Certainly was. And then uh, we saw Stringer try a long bomb uh, almost from the square, but... He missed everything on that occasion uh, before the Pies got it up their end, but Murphy's kick slammed into the post. Uh, then we saw a nice bit of play with Waterman passing to Durham, who hit Smith, who handballed over the top to Stringer, who waltzed in for a goal, mate. Yeah, I've got to say, with Dev Smith, um, it's great to see him back in form, mate. I, I think he's mm. kind of, you know, it was clearly his best game, but just his unselfish play um, mm. it was a real theme of his game. Mm. Um, I think you know, Dev would have to own up that sometimes during these games this year, he has um, looked a little bit selfish at times, mm. but he, he was just brilliant. That handball, that was no gimme handball. That was a great handball. Hit yep. Jake Stringer. Uh, he just strolled in and uh, kicked his first. Uh, and then uh, the next play, we saw Stringer feed Smith on this occasion, and he uh, kicked it to Peter Wright in the pocket, and he slotted the goal. Yeah, then, another uh, another great play by Dev. Um, yeah, with that team play again, mm. paying off. And then we saw Hep. Uh, he bobbed up with a tackle right on our fifty and delivered it beautifully for Wright to leap and take the grab fifteen meters out and kick yet another goal. And he's on fire. Yeah, he kicked his third goal. Um, so yeah, he's causing Collingwood a lot of concern. Certainly was. Uh, you know, the Pies got the next though um, through Thomas before we saw Francis deliver a beautiful pass to Snelling who marked about 15 to 20 metres out and he snapped it through, uh, which is very nice. Nice to see from Snelling. Uh, and then Cameron for, for Collingwood should have gold for them uh, after taking a strong mark straight in front of um, Verdi, I think it was, uh, but his kick was off. Uh, and then right at the end of the half, we saw Hind deliver a nicely weighted kick, which was marked by Peter Wright. And he went back and slotted his fourth. Yeah, four goals in a half. Um, yeah, as you said, mate, he was on fire. Um, and he was just was. <laughs> taking those big marks and 
you know, um, reminiscent of the old Paul Salmon days, mate. Bombing oh, yeah. to the goal square. <laughs> 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 Taking the big marks. Big comparisons there. But uh, look, with that, uh, we ended the first half up by 34 points. So 11 goals to 68 to the Pies, five goals, four, 34. Yeah, that was just fantastic quarter by the Bombers. Was it six goals to one or something, I think? Um, mm. Yeah, we just looked, you know, totally in control. And um, you know, Collingwood, their, their field kicking was pretty poor, mate, I thought. And um, yep. that was the two differences, I, I thought, that you know, we really punished them when they turned the ball over. Certainly was, mate. And, you know, we've, we've certainly been on the other foot um, when that's been the case. But, look, as the third quarter started... Um, you know, the ball pinged around for a bit, but eventually we saw Stringer kick it inside 50 to the square where it was marked by Dev Smith. And uh, he was playing the role of a big forward there, mate. Uh, but he went back and kicked it through. Uh, Depires then got two behinds before, you know, a really rubbish kick uh, by Laverde basically gave Elliot a goal. Uh, and it was a very rare skill error by Laverde, so certainly not going to heap it on him, but um. Yeah, I think the decision-making there uh, yeah, was a little bit off. Uh, Thomas then uh, got a point uh, when Stringer touched on the mark, so it was good uh, Good, Jake was aware of that one. Uh, and then we saw Parrish have a hurried shot at goal um, soon after, but just managed the minor score. Uh, but then we saw Maine try to fend off Waterman, and Waterman just uh, grabbed his arm and brought him to ground. Uh, nearly ripped it out the socket, mate. Uh, and he uh, got the free for holding the ball, and he got that used that opportunity and kicked another goal, mate. Hey, his third goal, which is uh, you know, fantastic. You know, on the eve of the finals, um, yeah, he would have been a player that would have been a little bit nervous. You know, like mm. he's been in and out of the side a bit, and you know, with AMT potentially available, um, he needed to do. You know, needed to have a good game to retain his spot and. As you said, mate, he's such a nuggety kind of strong player. Um, yeah, he was just vice-like on that tackle. And mm. um, yeah, he made the most of his opportunity kicking his third goal, which is great. Certainly did. Uh, the Pies then got another back through Elliot. Uh, you know, he's a very classy forward, Elliot. But uh, look, then we saw Guelphie down air end take a huge grab. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic from him. Not, not really a sign of his game that we see all the time. Uh, but unfortunately, his goal kicking was off uh, and he hit the post on that occasion. And then we saw uh, Cutler get involved uh, again with a huge kick to Stringer, basically from um, from the halfback flank to the other, almost to the other, um, like the forward flank. And uh, Stringer delivered it beautifully to Smith in the pocket, uh, but it was a pretty tough angle to kick it from there and he managed just the point. Uh, then we saw Dacos get a point down the other end and that's how we ended the quarter. Uh, so we finished 13 goals, 5, 83 to the Pies, 7 goals, 8, 50. Yeah, it was a funny quarter, I thought, for us. Like, you know, we'd done enough, but probably just didn't make the most of our opportunities. But having said that, um, you know, I think there was a little bit of preservation around it as well. Um, so, yeah, we just did what we did to basically maintain that same margin. Yep, uh, and then going into the last, so uh, we saw Waterman get the pill and do a bit of a bit of a back heel, mate, over his head. Um, and then after passing to McGrath, who did the old one-two with him, 
Waterman actually got given the free kick. He was sort of downfield after Andy McGrath was crunched um, without the footy, and Waterman used that chance to kick his fourth of the match, mate. Yeah, career high, four goals. Um, not bad in your first year of footy, mate, after you know, the long illnesses he had um, that made him you know, have a shorter career at West Coast than he would have liked. Uh, he's already earned a contract extension, but yeah, great to see him um, on the eve of the finals, as I said, kick four goals and uh, you know, can almost book his spot you know, in the final so- uh, side for Essendon in his first year. Absolutely, mate. Uh, then we saw Redmond get penalised for a dangerous tackle. Um, and he looked pretty frustrated, mate. And rightly so, I'd say. That was a ridiculous call. Um, but fortunately, the Pies only managed a point from that. Um, Elliot got another goal, though. Um, bit of a Joe the Goose from uh, Will Hoskin Elliot. And that was his fourth of the game. Uh, and then sometime later, Hoskin Elliot kicked one of his own. Uh, we then kicked, a, kicked another goal, though, when uh, Dev Smith hit Stringer just outside of the goal square and Jakey went back and kicked his second, mate. Yeah, and Stringer uh, is fairly quiet in that first quarter, but he kind of just took control after that and uh, kicked his second. Uh, and he'd have another shot to goal, mate, but um, that one was a bit wayward, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he really should have kicked it. Like, he took a strong grab in front of Maynard, about 35 metres out. Wasn't much of an angle to it either, so... Um, no, nah, but the kick was never online. Um, our next, and as it turned out, last goal of that match, mate, um, came when Redmond made a great tackle just outside of 50. And, yeah, this was red time stuff, mate. Um, really, we could have put our cue in the rack, but um, we were still hunting. So Redmond won the free and went back and booted the footy straight through the big sticks, mate, for a fantastic goal. Uh, and then we saw Elliot have a shot for his fifth. Right at the death, but uh, Redmond got a hand on it uh, to make it just a point. So, um, yeah, he just doesn't stop that boy. Um, you know, and that's basically the the ball game, mate. So we ended up uh, winning by 38 points, 16-6-102 to Collingwood's nine goals, 10-64. Yeah, a great way to finish the season. You know, finishing with three wins in a row. Um you know, we finished basically a game clear and percentage in eighth spot. So uh, we didn't just scrape in, mate. We, you know, in the end had a game up our sleeve plus a fairly decent percentage boost on any uh, any other side below us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to see how close this uh, group is, you know, they just seem so tight-knit, uh, you know, as uh, Truck said at the start of the year, when he um, got him back from pre-season, we want to be a real caring, uh, you know, environment, and it really looks like that. You know, we saw the the guys, um, you know, being recognised for doing that uh, "Love You Too" symbol. Uh, mm. You know, for Ernie Hudson's uh, after watching Ernie Hudson's video, um, and he really uh, came out. And he was so appreciative and was on SEN and made special mention that he's a Bombers fan now. <laughs> um, so yeah, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, is really admirable. And uh, yeah, you see that, you know, when the song was sung after the game, mate, the the group is just, you know, so invested in, you know, all achieving their goals. And um, you know, for once, we 
we've made the finals, mate, and we don't feel like we've limped in. We're, mm. We've come in at the right form. Now we're going to be playing, you know, undoubtedly a very strong side that, you know, even three weeks ago, mate, looked like they were going to finish top of the ladder themselves. Yep. So um, even though we beat them last time, it wasn't by a big margin. We've got to remember the dogs missed a lot of opportunities, uh, especially earlier mm. in the game. Yep. But, uh, you know, having said that, uh, dare to dream because uh, I think we're playing our best footy at the right end of the season. We've got some pretty good depth, you know, with potential uh, inclusions of Kyle Langford. We don't know what's happening with Anthony McDonald to Woody. Uh, Jai Caldwell had a full game in a scratch match. Um, so we've got some real options, you know, not to mention Nick Cox as well. So, um, you know, we know now Harrison Jones not in the frame, but, you know, our leading, you know, one of our leading goal kickers, Kyle Hooker, um, who dropped away admittingly after the halfway point of the season, he's still fit and ready to go if, if he need, was needed. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is real depth that you've got and it's real substance that we have uh, making the finals. And you can't tell me Luke Beveridge isn't at least, you know, has a lot of anxiety knowing that they're going to play pretty uh, informed team in the Bombers. Absolutely, mate. And, uh, yeah, also watching the game, um, you know, when uh, the Doggies did go down against uh, Port, they looked dejected, mate. Um, all their players had their heads dropped. Um, you know, you had guys who um, just didn't fire on the day. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think the experiment with, with English up forward all day um, particularly worked. Uh, Bonton Pally, he had a big first quarter, I think, but was largely quiet after that. And it just seemed like after they they lost that game, like they, they've lost a lot of confidence. And I think, um, you know, it's one thing, you know, that's been proven over the last three weeks is the dogs are gettable, mate. Um, like we beat them, Hawthorne beat them, uh, and then Port. So to lose your last three games of the home and away season, to drop from top spot to out of the top four, uh, you know, suggest you, um, you know, not uh, you're not feeling strong, a bit vulnerable. Um, and as you say, mate, if we dare to dream, just pull it back ourselves, um, back our system, back each other. Um, yeah, we're we're a real shot. I think. Um, yeah, you look back at our, our previous, um, you know, elimination final losses, mate. Uh, yeah, the the Adelaide game. You know, we we drove all the way from Melbourne, and um, we were excited to get there, but we were on demand, mate. Um, yeah, we had Nat Rat as our starting starting ruckman. Um, uh, you know, and our um, most informed player that we were put all our hopes on was um, was Andy Lovett, and he was quick, mate. But um, you, know, you couldn't always um, trust him in terms of consistency. Uh, and then there was a Sydney match and, you know, we had guys banged up, um, injuries here and there. But as you said, this year we've got blokes coming right at the right time of the season. Um, you know, the guys playing a good brand of footy. Um, and I think it is a brand that, that will stack up in the finals if, um, like if we show up on the day and, um, and really back ourselves. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, for the game against the Doggies on Sunday, mate. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure many other Bomber fans will be as well. 
Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we have a break, mate, and we'll come back with our Don's Cast Metal Votes. Um, you know, there's a lot on the line. Uh, you know, the votes will continue in finals, something we weren't tested with last year. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the votes will continue. So uh, it's not quite the finalisation of the medal, but um, let's go and see you know, uh, how they went uh, in the voting stakes uh, after the break. And you're listening to Don's Cast, mate. And now it's time to do our votes for the Don's Cast medal votes. And as always, you start first. Absolutely, mate. And uh, look, this one, it was another difficult one, wasn't it, mate? Uh, just to actually um, yeah, limit it to, to five blokes in the end. Um, but for mine, I uh, started my one vote for uh, Peter Wright. I thought he played outstanding. On the day, obviously kicking four goals is a, a pretty good start, but it was just the marks he was able to take around the ground, like quite commanding, really. Uh, so ended up taking the eight big marks, mate, um, which is a bloody good effort. Uh, went in the ruck, um, had three hitouts there. So, um, yeah, done his, done his part uh, more or less all around the ground. Um, and I, I just felt like he, he really um, yeah, made his presence felt. Um, yeah, in the forward line and even had a few uh, contested possessions as well. So six there. So um, I thought he had a good game. So uh, one vote to Peter Wright. For my two votes, I went for Mason Redman. I thought, um, again, he uh, played a really outstanding game. Um, actually uh, kicked the two goals, which is a, a pretty good effort from him. Um, and yeah, they, they were pretty clever goals. There was that one where he went, basically tunnel ball the, the defender there to um, to get that first. And then the second came as a result of a, a really big tackle and kicked that one from just outside 50. So excellent work there. But, um, you know, he used the ball really well. Went at um, 86%. He, uh, you know, had the 21 disposals. Uh, actually took 10 marks himself, which is fantastic, and had 521 metres gained. I thought um, he's run and carry the ball. The way he was able to uh, deliver the pill and set blokes up all around the ground was uh, was really excellent work. And to have six intercept uh, possessions to go along with that was excellent. Uh, three votes for mine. I went for the captain, Dyson Heppel. I thought he had a really solid game for us. Um, you know, he's another one who racked up plenty of possessions down there, had the 22 disposals, 13 kicks, nine handballs, um, had eight marks as well. Um, but five tackles, absolutely fantastic uh, from the captain there, really leading the charge there. Ended up with uh, four score involvements as well. So both ends of the field really stood up, um, yeah, kept the boys structured and everything like that. It's another fantastic game from the captain, Dyson Heppel. Uh, the four, vote, uh, four votes for mine went to Jakey Stringer. I thought um, another great game from Jake Stringer. Had the nine score involvements. Um, yeah, just five centre clearances. Uh, you know, didn't use the ball as well. There were there were times where um, his use was a bit rushed, but um, I just thought his influence on the game was fantastic. I mean, uh, to kick the two goals, um, twenty four disposals, uh, six marks, a couple of strong marks too, which is excellent. 
Um, but more than that, it was a six clearances and 428 metres gain there. So great game from Jackie Stringer. But for the five votes, mate, uh, went for a bit of a dark horse, Dev Smith. Um, I thought he really set us up on a number of occasions. Um, actually racked up plenty of the pill. 23 disposals, which is pretty high for him as of late. Kicked the two goals, but uh, the more impressive for mine was the four-goal assist. Uh, you know, whether it was a loopy handball or a nice kick into someone, uh, done really well. Had the seven marks uh, and 10 score involvements all up. So um, I thought a fantastic game from him. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Yeah, it was, a, as you said, very hard to pick five players because we had more than that playing very well. But, um, yeah, I actually went five votes for Jake Stringer. I thought he, um, despite having a very quiet first term, well, I couldn't get his hands on the ball. Uh, I just felt his impact around the game um, after that was so so uh, so much stronger than most others. So I gave him the best on the ground. I... Um, we gave four to Zach Merritt. I thought he got had plenty of footy. Admittingly, a lot of them were handballs, but uh, he was just at the right spot at the right time and set up many, uh, you know, many attack for us. Um, three votes to Devin Smith. Great to see Dev find a bit of form. Um, we've kind of lamented how he's been playing, mate. Uh, but he, he was just so unselfish. Kicked a couple of goals, as you said, set up for himself. Yeah, that's a six. Yeah, six. Yeah, to be involved six goals um, is pretty huge, mm. and um, yeah, he seemed to tone down off the, the aggression of you know, yelling at the umpires and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, yeah, I just thought he had a great game. Yeah, I can see why he gave him best on mate. Um, two votes ago to Mason Redmond. I thought yeah, it was one of his better games too. He played you know, a really strong game from the halfback flank. Um, and he said, move forward, kick a couple of goals. And yeah, that, that huge kick he kicked uh, in the last term, mate, was a ripper. Um, you know, so great to see him really having an impact. Um, and just for the one vote, um, you know, I've had to go with Nick Hind. I actually uh, really rated his game. Um, yeah, he, he's been such a good find of the footy. Uh, yeah, he's had the uh, 23 disposals, I think it was, 22 kicks out of those, mate. So mm-hmm. he doesn't look for handballs very often. <laughs> um, but, he, yeah, 22 kicks at 83%. Um, but he's just, yeah, like I said, such a dynamic player, it's hard to miss him. But, uh, yeah, apologies to Tom Cutler, again, who had a mm-hmm. big game. Um, could easily have given him votes. Um, as you said, Peter Wright kicking four and even Alec Waterman kicking four. But, yeah, there's just there's so many you could have picked out. So they were my five in the end. Um, I guess where does that leave us after the final uh, regular season game, mate? Yeah, beautiful. All right, so I'll um, rip through them. So from the bottom there, we've got uh, Shield, Cutler and Stewart all on two votes. Phillips on three. Durham on four. Francis and Jones on five. Cox and Snelling on six. Draper on seven, Smith on eight, Perkins on 14, Hooker on 15, Wright on 16, Anthony McDonald Tippenwoody on 18 votes, Redmond on 19, Langford on 21, Laverde and uh, McGrath on 26, Heppel on 32, Hind on 54, Stringer on 61, Ridley on 86, Parrish on 104, 
And way out in front is Zach Merritt with 118 Don's Cast Medal votes. Wow, so it's looking more and more likely Zach Merritt will be the winner this year. But with a couple of finals, mate, and some big games from Darcy Parrish, he could still make a comeback. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, who knows if it's if it's to be another three or four weeks, mate. Be excellent to see. Yeah, well, um, I just looked at the odds for the, the game on Sunday, mate. And I'm um, sorry to say, if we were going by the bookies, we've lost the game. Um, at the moment, the betting is the Bulldogs at $1.55. And the Dons are blown out to $2.46, which surprises me a little. Yeah, it does, especially given our recent win against them. But, you know, I'm not a not a betting man, mate. But, uh, look, I'm, I'm happy to back the boys in. Um, you know, I reckon they've shown enough to uh, to prove that they can take it right up to the Dogs. And I expect them to do so um, at the University of Tasmania footy ground on Sunday, mate. Yeah, and just finally, mate, um, we just had some other news come through. Uh, the All-Australian squad's been named. Um, so this is not the actual team, but the squad. We've had three players make the squad, and that is Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish, and Jake Stringer. Yeah, what a outstanding uh, year for all three of those guys. Obviously, all three of them signed up recently. Um, so great faith by them in the club and... Um, yeah, it's just excellent to see a reward for their effort. Um, and, like, that's a, a squad of 40. Um, so that's a pretty bloody good to be among the, the top 40 best players across the competition. Um, so we'll see whether or not they make it into the, uh, the 22. Um, but in any case, um, they, can, um, they can rest easy knowing they've uh, yeah, well and truly proven themselves on the, on the big stage. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, let's have a break, mate, and come back with By the Numbers. And you're listening to the Don's Cast. As we always finish up, it's time to do By the Numbers. And, mate, we start again with Andy McGrath. Yeah, I thought it was a, a really promising uh, return game for him. Uh, seemed to have uh, you know, got a bit of the rust off and uh, played a fairly solid game, I reckon. You know, the 21 disposals, a couple of tackles there. So, yeah, pretty decent game. Yeah, and he had nine first-quarter disposals, which uh, you know, is everywhere in that first term. Um, yeah, that's when Jake wasn't finding the footy. Um, yeah, Andy picked up the slack. Um then we saw Sammy Draper um, go up against a very good ruckman in Brady Grundy. Uh, how did you find his game? Yeah, I thought he uh, battled really hard. Um, you know, the biggest thing I found was he totally nullified any influence that Grundy would have had on the match. I honestly didn't notice Grundy um, that much during it. Um, yeah, in terms of the hitouts, you know, Draper got the 20. So, um, yeah, I didn't check the stats, but, you know, how... Um, Grundy there, so maybe Grundy got the, the better of the stats there, but I thought he acquitted himself quite well. Yeah, well, just on that, I'm, I'm just surveying them now. Um, yeah, I can't even see Grundy on the list. Where is he? Uh, oh, there he is. Yeah, so he had three more hit-outs, Grundy. 
um, and a few more possessions. He had 11 as opposed to Draper's seven. But um, as you said, mate, they were pretty ineffectual. They didn't really do much. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game by Sam Draper against a very good ruckman. As I said, Darcy Parrish, um, he had a, a hard tag, put him on him, mate. Um, mm. Jay Rantel was on him. And um, at one stage, I think Parrish had had 10 disposals and Rantel had had one. So that showed you his mindset. He wasn't about finding the footy. He was just trying to completely nullify um, Parrish. But I still thought Parrish was pretty handy. Like mm. It was around the right time. He still got 21 disposals. Uh, admittingly, a lot of those were 15 of those were handballs. So, um, but yeah, Parrish still had the three tackles. So he was down on what he usually, uh, his output usually is, but I thought it was still a pretty good game by Dust. Yeah, I thought it was really solid. And like it, the vision he showed when he laid those handballs, whether it was a, a quick one over the top to release someone out or whether it was one over the top to someone, um, yeah, to a better position, I thought he still used his vision quite well and you know even though the young tagger basically followed him into the change rooms um i thought he acquitted himself really well so that's uh potentially showing that development of having to wear a tag and and how to work through that during the game um but i thought you know three clearances 20 oppositions as you said mate four score involvements that's a uh, pretty good day at the office for someone who um who had the hard tag on him so uh, i'd say a solid game it was great to see the return of form to, of uh, Devin Smith, mate. Um, it's good to see you rewarded him with best on. Um, uh, it just seemed like a blast from the past, mate. I um, mm. haven't seen this kind of output from him for a while, to be honest. And you know, The 23 disposals, 14 kicks, nine handballs, seven marks and four tackles. You know, and you know, kicked the two goals and set up four others. So um, huge game by Devin Smith and um, on either the Finals, it's great to see him. Uh, you know, he's got that bounce back in his legs. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, can't say anything more than that. Fantastic game from Dev Smith, and uh, hopefully, he carries that through to Sunday. Uh, Zach Merritt, um, again, found plenty of the footy 27 disposals, uh, nine kicks, 18 handballs, uh, four marks, and four tackles. Uh, but yeah, with Zach, he's such a good user of the footy 82 percent uh, efficiency. Um, and 11 contested possessions. So, uh, you know, I thought another good game by Zach Merritt, uh, picking up the slack where, um, you know, as I said, these opposition, they can't nullify both Parrish and Merritt. Mm. One of them has to find the footy. And um, at the moment, I think the opposition are really trying to nullify Parrish rather than Merritt, which is strange because I think Merritt can hurt you more with the footy. But... Um, yeah, they're worried about Parrish, uh, you know, being able to get those easy centre clearances. Yeah, well, I guess their theory is you stop it at the source, but, um, you know, Merritt's uh, able to get his own foot. He had 11 contested possessions, mate, uh, five intercept possessions. So, uh, you know, while they tried to stifle his influence, they were giving him the footy. Uh, had three score involvements um, and, yeah, just made really smart decisions uh, all game. I, you know, even though I didn't find a vote for him, on the day, mate, um, certainly wasn't a reflection um, of his, you know, uh, you know, lack of input or anything like that. He had a, he had a great game. Um, and that's, yeah, sort of a, that blessing where you, you had so many blokes put their hand up uh, for a good game. So no, another another great game from Zach Merritt. And uh, Dylan Shield, um, was this about his fourth game back, I think, now. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's had the 21 disposals, seven kicks, 14 handballs, five marks and three tackles. Um, yeah, his handball linking was very good, I thought. Um, he's playing a different role to what he used to play when he first got to the club. Uh, I think almost uh, he's become more of a, like a half-forward flanker as well, where he really uh, sets up the chain. And as you said, he, you can see a lot more effort in his defensive work. So, um, yeah, it's good that we don't have to rely on, you know, uh, Dill to be our number one player because I just don't think he has that in him, but he can be a very good complementary midfielder. Yeah, absolutely, mate. With that uh, yeah, burst of speed that he's got, um, what I liked about him uh, this week was that he was able to um, you know, show a bit of poise and um, slow the game down a bit and uh, make some smart options with his ball use because, um, you know, even though... He, yeah, he was more handball happy this game. Um, yeah, he was releasing blokes in, in better positions, and I thought he um, used it quite smartly. Had the four clearances as well, and, and three tackles, so it's good. He's, again, showing that defensive mindset, which is fantastic. Uh, so I, I thought he had a really solid game. Yeah, now, Aaron Francis, mate, um, I'm interested in your opinion on this. Uh, he, he's leading up really well. Off. He's leading as far down as to the wing and a bit further down if he needs to. And he's bringing the ball to ground, but just a nine disposals, six kicks, three marks, sorry, three handballs and five marks. Um, I think Truck will stick with him in the final. Um, mm. But like, uh, he kind of, uh, I find he has a bit more bounce in the first half than the second. Um, I don't know if there's any stats to prove that, but yeah, how do you find his game, mate? I actually didn't mind. I, I thought he, um, like, he's obviously learning a new position and I think that's going to be difficult um, for a guy who's basically trained um, either as a forward or as a as a backman solely uh, and now we're playing in this sort of you know forward flank kind of floating role almost um, but I, I think he uh, acquitted himself quite well there were a couple of moments there where he um, used his ability to um, like read the ball in flight quite well um, actually took five marks in the end, had two goal assists as well. Um, so even though he wasn't able to get a goal himself, he uh, you know, got a couple of teammates in on the action, uh, had four inside 50s, four score involvements. Um, so I think he's, he's learning the role, but he's definitely adding value. Um, and certainly his, his big point of difference for mine is that uh, when he gets the ball in hand, he's generally a very good user of it. Um, so... Yeah, I'm sure once he gets more of a handle on his role, he'll be able to deliver some beautiful passes inside 50 uh, and feed our forwards there. Uh, I, I, I quite like him. Um, of course, I'm, I'm biased. I've always liked Francis. I, I think he's uh, got all the tools. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back him in, mate, um, because, you know, yes, he might be getting under 10 possessions, but I think um, his value is, is far more than uh, what's read out in the stat sheet. Fair enough. Um, Tom Cutler continued his, you know, surprise uh, come back to form, mate. And, um, you know, he seems like a, a lock now uh, for one of those halfback spots, mate. And, again, another great game by him. 24 disposals, 18 kicks, six handballs, nine marks. So he really uses that height. Um, he didn't have any tackles. But, you know, so that's been the knock on him. Uh, if there is a knock that used to be is that, yeah, he's got he's quite a good runner, but he can't seem to put a finger on the um, when we don't have the footy ourselves. But 
mate, if he's putting out that kind of output as a, you know, basically as a quarterback from that um, half back line, uh, yeah, I can I can wear that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and while there wasn't the the tackles and that kind of stuff, he was still getting involved. Like he had eight intercept possessions uh, and four score involvements uh, with five contested possessions as well, mate. So he's definitely um, you know, learning that more physical side of his game. Uh, but the part I, I really love was he, he's really using that boot of his now, like that pass that went from half back to um, the forward flank there to Stringer. It's absolute like pinpoint. Um, really broke the game open. Um, so I, like he's he's really using um, his ability to to run and carry to very good effect. So no, fantastic game from Cutler. That little dinky pass uh, to Deb Smith to set him up for the goal. Um, shows he's now trying to get a couple of extra tools in the kit bag. Um, so, no, nah, I reckon it was a, a great game from Cuts. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cox added to his game tally, mate, but he never got to get on the ground. Um, thankfully, there was no injury. So he was the medical sub and wasn't you. So we'll move on to Jordan Ridley. Um, mate, he had 19 disposals, 16 kicks, three handballs, nine marks, one tackle. Um, again, another good game from Jordan Ridley. And um, he had a few goals kicked on him when he was playing on Jamie Elliott. But, um, yeah, he was certainly, uh, you know, he's, he's a real go-to player, you know, in terms of how he uh, distributes the footy. And, you know, when you go at 95% disposal efficiency, mm. um, yeah, that's elite. And, and to be honest, mate, I'm almost surprised he wasn't in that squad of 40 of the All-Australians because he's had another great year. Yeah, he has, mate. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the selectors are probably as guilty as the rest of us Bomber fans because he's just so dependable and reliable down there that um, you just see it as another Ridley game. Um, you know, I, I thought he performed very well. Like, Jamie Elliott's a fantastic football player. Um, so, you know, getting four goals, kicked um, a goal like that. You know, he, he's a very smart footy player. So, I not I've, and we've talked about it before, you know, Jordan really is probably not the guy I'd choose to put on a smaller forward. Um, I just don't think he suits that kind of role. But, like, in saying that, like, I think he played his role for us on the day. So another solid game from Rids. Jaden Laverde uh, had to play on Darcy Cameron for some of the game, and he's giving up a considerable height mm. and a bit of weight. But uh, he just feel reliable. Yes, he made that error where he overkicked it or overcooked the kick and went over Heppel's head and that resulted in a goal for Collingwood. So we'd obviously like him to learn from that. But as you said, mate, it was just a skill error at the time. But um, he's so reliable down there now. And again, again he's getting through injury-free, which is uh, you know, something that he hasn't been able to say. And uh, this is a career high in how many games he's played this year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Played what all 22 games for the season. So fantastic from Lav. Um yeah, and as you say, like he, he was giving up a fair bit of height to Cameron, but uh, like there were still a couple of occasions where he um, just outbodied him. Um, so, yeah, he's a real competitor, Lav. I thought he played another really good game for us on the day, despite the uh, uh, the rare skill error there. Um, so I think he can be forgiven for that. So another good game from Lav. Archie Perkins added to his game tally again. And, um, yeah, I thought he was quite serviceable, mate. Uh, mm. you know, Kicked the first goal of the game, um, had 12 disposals, seven kicks, five handballs, three marks, just one tackle. But um, 
there's something there, mate. Every time he gets that ball, um, a little bit of space, yeah, you, know, you just think what kind of play he's going to become, and yeah, you know, he just looks like he's going to be a jet. Absolutely, mate. And the goal assist as well to Waterman, like to kick it over the top there. Um, just good vision. He's he's just got good footy smarts. You can you can just see it out there. Um, so yeah, three score involvements, two intercept possessions, five contested possessions. Even though he's not getting huge numbers, um, it, it's showing he's like he's he's at the level, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was another solid game from him. Yeah, James Stewart, I thought he was very good on the game. Um, you know, fifteen disposals, nine kicks, six handballs, six marks, and one tackle. But um, you know, I think Jimmy uh, he's using the ball pretty well, eighty percent uh, efficiency, um, and yeah, he's. Been a nice spoil down there um, as another key back. Yeah, he has, mate. I, I thought he was, um, yeah, pretty solid. He had nine intercept possessions, mate. Um, so like his big marks, and yeah, he, he does read it uh, pretty well. Yes, he gets outbodied at times, but um, no, I think there's definitely something there. He had three scoring performances as well, mate. So no, I thought he had a, a really solid game for us, uh, Jimmy Stewart. So um, uh, good work from him. Nick Hind, uh, yeah, I gave him a vote, mate. He, he's finding plenty of the footy, 23 disposals, uh, the 22 kicks, only one handball, eight marks. Um, so he's always an option. And, you know, Nick Hind has you know, used the ball at 83% of those 22 kicks. So that's a um, pretty good effort, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, playing, you know, basically after Saad departed, he's picked up that halfback flank and, um, yeah, so reliable down there, and you know, it gives us real drive and purpose. And now, you know, basically, somebody had said to you, mate, uh, we're going to replace uh, Sard and McKenna with Nick Hind and Tom Cutler. You'd be thinking, oh, what are we getting here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've actually uh, turned into really good complementary uh, halfback flankers. Absolutely, mate. And you know, a lot of the um, the things we loved about Sard and McKenna was was the offensive drive we got from. Him. This bloke's doing it with a plum. Um, you know, had four inside fifties for us, five scoring involvements, uh, a goal assist, uh, four hundred and seventy meters gained. I, I thought he played a fantastic game for us, mate. So, uh, uh, well done to, to Nick Hind. Peter Wright, uh, four goals, um, thirteen kicks, nine. Uh, sorry, thirteen disposals, nine kicks, four handballs, eight marks, and three hitouts. Um, but again, he's been such a valuable member to the side. He uh, he had an unusual kick for goal, mate, that went sailing out of bounds, and you can see he just waved that away. But um, yeah, I just thought that you know, he's you know he could do some damage. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be a bit of rain there on Sunday down there, so I don't know if it'll be the perfect game for Peter to uh, add into. It's probably hard to replicate that seven-goal haul against the Bulldogs as he did last time. But, um, you know, he's come good at the right end of the season too, uh, starting to add some big bags of goals. Certainly is, mate. And, uh, look, even if it isn't um, completely dry conditions, he's he's shown he's willing to throw his body around a little bit more, go a bit harder at those marking contests. And if he's um, able to do that, bring the ball to ground at least, bring our small forwards into play, That'll be excellent. Um, for this game, I obviously found a vote for him. I thought he played a, a really important game for us. Uh, yeah, four goals. Uh, it's a fantastic effort from a big bloke. And 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can dish up in finals footy, mate. Yeah, Dyson Heppel, uh, another great game from Dyson. Uh, 22 kicks, uh, sorry, 22 disposals, 13 kicks, nine handballs, eight marks, five tackles. So, you know, uh, I think that's a team high, five tackles. So, uh, yeah, when your captain's doing the hard work like that, um, and again, apologies, he, he could easily be in the boats as well. He um, He's really led us so well this year. You know, he's had to battle some injuries, but um, it's really great reward for Dyson to be able to lead us into a first final this week. Absolutely, mate. Uh, obviously, I found votes for him, um, but it's just, again, it's a sport for riches. And uh, no, he, I thought he played uh, yeah, sensational game for us. Had a goal assist as well. Um, so, you know, defence, offence, um, he's he's doing it all, doing everything he can to get us over the line. So another great game from him. Jake Stringer, um, I gave you best on, mate. Uh, 24 disposals, 17 kicks, seven handles, six marks, one tackle, kicked two goals, one. Um, yeah, he's had 10 contested possessions, mate. Um, mm. This is pretty big. Um his kicking wasn't great. His disposal efficiency wasn't great. It was only 67%, which um, is a bit unusual for him. But, um, yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. and um, oh, A very good game, to be honest. But, yeah, um, he'll be keen to have a big game against uh, his former team in the final, I imagine. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, pay it back with interest and... Yeah, it's his bullocking work, like the six clearances to go with the, um, just that, um, I don't know, he's almost an unstoppable force going into 50. Like There are a couple of times there where, uh, you know, the Collingwood players were holding on to him and he said, no, I'm not going down. I'm not bloody taking your tackle and uh, just waltzed away with it. So it was great to see, um, yeah, kick the two goals, have his goal assist and, 428 metres gain, mate. He's had a very good day at the office. So another great game from Jakey Stringer. Mason Redmond, uh, you know, we both said he had a great game as well. Um, plenty of footy, 21 disposals, 16 kicks, five mark, sorry, five handballs and 10 marks. Um, just a one tackle. But again, mate, uh, those disposal efficiency at 86% uh, shows that he's not just getting the footy, he's actually using it very well. And uh, he's just been a... You know, it's to see the man that he was last year. He really mm. looked like a beaten soul, basically. He yeah. um, didn't look like he was comfortable up in that hub and uh, lost all confidence. Um, you know, he looked, you know, he was very upset on the field. This year, you can see how much he's enjoying his footy and being around the boys. Absolutely, mate. Uh, no, I thought he played a fantastic game. Um, like defensively, he was solid. Offensively, he showed a lot of. Um, you know, promise of that run and carries able to deliver that 521 metres gained throughout the course of the match, mate. And um, yeah, that tackle was an absolute beauty. Won him the free, and he was able to kick a massive goal from there uh, in red time. So it showed he was running out the game um, really well. So no, nah, I thought he had a fantastic game, and um, it's good to see the uh, the guy come good. Yep, uh, Mac Welfy found a fair bit of the footy. Uh, 20 disposals, 14 kicks, six uh, handballs and four marks, a couple of tackles. Um, you know, you went at 60% disposal efficiency, so you could probably neaten that up a little bit. But um, he's a real effort-based player, mate. And, you know, I always think we look better when he's in the side. 
Yeah, absolutely. He does the tough stuff. You know, five intercept possessions. Uh, actually, had uh, three score involvements as well with uh, nine contested possessions. And yeah, took that big mark. Wasn't able to kick the goal, but um, he's just showing he's he's throwing himself at everything. And um, I, I think for guys like that that do the one percenters and um, yeah, throw their heart and soul into it, you you, you can't get um, like the they're real dependable types. You know what you're going to get every single single time Matt Qualfi takes the field, and I thought he had another solid game for us. And Dylan Clark, um, he's retained his spot, mate, which has been surprisingly, um, you know, considering he came into the side late after having a very long-term injury. Um, and he's ended up with 15 disposals, six kicks, nine handballs, four marks. Uh, he went at 87% efficiency, but only the 100 metres gain. So that shows you they're usually pretty chippy kind of kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, if when he kicks it and generally gives off the hands, uh, he'll be one that will be feeling the selection squeeze, especially if um, Kyle Langford's available. Yeah, I think he will, mate. Like, you know, when he's in the side, like he's been playing a role, like he, he like he's got a real ability to find the footy. And, um, yeah, I think that knock of it's just his ball use at times. Like, I, I think even though it says like he used it at about 86 87%, you'd, you'd normally say that's pretty good. But I'm just not comf- confident when he's got the ball in hand and he's going to kick it. There was one uh, entry in particular where he kicked it off the left foot and, oh, geez, it was a horrible kick. <laughs> um, like, you, you can't, um, you know, knock him for effort or um, his ability to find the ball or anything like that. So he does have the ability to play a role where we need him. Um, but I think if you have guys like, um, whether it's Langford, whether it's Caldwell, um, or whether it's Tip and Woody, um, you know, I'd be much more comfortable with those guys um, in the side with the pill. Um, but, um, yeah, Dylan Clark certainly played his role while in the side. So I say a, a solid game from Dylan. Yeah. Um, Will Snelling, mate, he's missed the dependable almost. Like he's mm. just um, sometimes you don't notice him always in the game, but he's a really hard player to bring to ground, you know, being short of statue and, um, you know, been able to, you know, he's just strong. You know, you can see him, his core is incredibly strong. 14 mm-hmm. disposals. Only the five kicks, which is surprising. Nine handballs, four marks, but six tackles, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a real effort player as well. Went at 93%, uh, sorry, 93% disposal efficiency. Um, if I can sputter out those words. <laughs> but, uh, um, but the funny thing is, is that... Um, of all that, he yeah, went at 34 metres gained. Yeah, it's a it's a funny old stat um, how that wound up. Um, but, I mean, you know, you've got the six tackles, you've kicked a goal. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he had a really solid game for us. Um, actually, he had four score involvements all up um, and two tackles inside the forward 50 there. Um, I thought he was really solid for us here. Like, he... He's a smart footy player. He slows things down. He, uh, you know, weighs up his options and generally chooses the right one. So, no, I thought he had a solid game for us. Uh, Sam Durham, um, he's retained his spot since making his debut. Um, just had the 10 disposals, mate, four kicks and six handballs, four marks, a um, couple of tackles. But, you know, I really like him in the side. Mm. Um, I thought he had a bit more impact than that, to be honest. Like, mm. you know, sometimes... It's just, yeah, you know, that's why stats don't always tell the stories. And I think that's why, because he's 
disposal uh, disposal efficiency was a hundred percent, mate. Which, um, <laughs> was pretty good, and he still had one hundred and forty four meters gain. So, um, yeah, I thought he was pretty reliable with the footy in hand, and um, he's a real effort player as well. Like, and, and I keep saying that, and I think that's what Truck wanted us to see as Essendon fans is um, real workmanlike stuff, and he's another one of those players that's you know pretty dependable. Absolutely, mate, and like he. You can just see that he, he almost oozes class at, at some points. Um, like, yes, he does the hard stuff, but um, that uh, moment there where he had the footy and he was, he was running through the centre of the ground and just burst past Bianchi, I think it was, uh, for the pies and um, just made him look like he was flat-footed. Like, so he's got a turn of pace. He's got a bit of height to take some marks there. And obviously um, he's a smart user of the footy. Um, it's got a... Big leg on him as well. Um, can roost the footy. Uh, so I, I think he's playing absolutely fantastic footy for us. And for only his, what, fifth or fifth game or something like that for us, I think he's playing absolutely superbly. So, um, nah, great work to Sam Durham. Yeah. And we finish off with Valley Waterman, mate. Um, and what a game he played. Mm. Uh, you know, kicked four goals, 13 disposals, seven kicks, six handballs. Five marks, so you know, despite not being the tallest guy in the world, he's playing that third forward, um, and he's actually doing a great job at it. Had a couple of tackles himself, you know, um, went at eighty-five percent efficiency, and you know, he's been a real great addition to the side. And you'd have to think he's going to hold his spot and play in a first final. Yeah, mate, he he played a really good game for us, and um, his his marking power um, was really good on the day. Um, and the, the best thing I liked about him, mate, was after that uh, that blue there where he gave away a 100-metre penalty, basically. Um, he didn't drop his head. He kept presenting at the footy and, uh, you know, paid it back with spades with with four goals in the end. So um, ah, another good game from Alec Waterman. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's yeah, so, um, yeah, really excited, mate, to be playing finals. Uh, you know, we both didn't see this coming. Uh you know, uh, we thought it would be a development year, but it's been great, as you say, to have our cake and eat it too because we've had a development year but where we've blooded so many, you know, I think seven de- debutants, I think, this year. Um, and then also to add to that, to make finals. And, you know, these players aren't just coming in for a complimentary game. They're actually retaining their spot. So, mm. you know, you see Cox and Perkins on 20-plus games. You see Waterman... Yeah, he must have been playing up around the seven or eight games already. Um, and then Durham's you know, held his spot. So these players, when they're getting in, they're actually playing well enough to hold their spot. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what we do at selection. As you say, Caldwell could be looked at. Um, Truck kind of said in his press conference that it's unlikely they'll take the risk. Um, but he played a full game and they said, he said he would be available if um, they wanted to go down that way. Um, yeah, Kyle Langford, he, again, truck wasn't committal that he'd be available. Um, he kind of said yeah, whether he would just fit, if he is fit, he'd play. He basically said that, but he was said that he's got to tick a few more boxes before even being considered. And even on the AMT one, mate, where, you know, He's missed a couple of games. He said it was great that he got a scratch match full game in, but um, again, he was non-committal on mm. if he was uh, ready to play senior footy. So, um, yeah, add Nick Cox and 
Kyle Hooker. Um, yeah, it's going to be a selection dilemma, which is nice to have for the you know the match selection. Absolutely, mate. And uh, you know, I guess uh, looking at the match, you know, uh, Luke Beveridge is always one to throw a few pieces around the, the board, change things up a bit. Um, so now he's got to think about you know who he's got to uh, worry about for the Bombers um, because. Each of those players um, have their have their strengths and what they bring to the side. So uh, whether it's a Langford who's got that ability to go in the centre, go up forward, kick a couple of goals, the sort of tall arrangements, or whether it's a McDonald um, Tip and Woody, the small forward, bit of a live wire, um, you know, can be pretty hard at it. Uh, Kale Hooker, you know, great mark of the footy, um, can kick a few goals on you. Um, so all of them have. Um, you know, prospects to be a real threat um, in the game, so it's it's not like we're bringing in blokes to you know make up the numbers. Um, and there's the, every possibility that we go in unchanged, mate. Um, the blokes obviously um, have been playing very well last couple of weeks, and sometimes if it ain't break, don't broke, ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so um, yeah, like these uh, yeah, selection dilemmas are great to have, as you say. Um, and it's that competition for spots. And now we're in finals, mate, that'll heat up all the more. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the boys will be all fired up. Yeah, I agree. So, well, let's um, do a pod maybe early in, uh, sorry, coming up this week where we might do a bit of a you know, review of the uh, this team that's actually read out on Thursday, even though we'll know it's a Sunday's game. So we'll have a few uh, emergencies in there as well. Um, you know, extended bench. But, um, yeah, we'll try and aim to get one out, mate, for the finals because, let's face it, uh, we've been waiting for the moment that we're back in the finals. And let's hope uh, this is the one that we can uh, break that drought, mate, and, and get one through uh, on the uh, plus side of the, of winning the final. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, yeah, go Bombers and let's get excited. Gary Dons.